You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Man, it's blowing up in here. and Every time we come here, we feel new people and, and people we know at new levels. And uh, we don't just, we're not just interested in growing big. We're actually called to grow great. And, and uh, we've been a part of an explosive movement since 2020. And, and uh, seeing the courage of our pastors and their leadership and their vision. And the closer we get to them, the more um, amazed we are by the authenticity, the, their love for the Holy Spirit, their love for, for, the, for people, their love for pastoring their trustworthiness with success um, as well as ridicule because there's been a lot of both. (laughs) And if if you're moved by either success, uh, people love you or people hate you, you're really not called to this. And you need to be moved by what God's called you to do. And thank God for pastors like that. But... But there, I don't know if there's anything nearer or, nearer or dearer to our pastor's heart than Salt Lake City. And something's going on out here. Big things are happening out here in this valley. And yeah. I want you to know uh, whether you've been here for a while and um, helping us grow this thing or whether you're new here, uh, God's doing something in this valley. And, and we're a part of something special. And uh, fasten your seatbelts. It's about, it's about to get crazy. I feel like I need to say this again. It's not about to get easy. But it is about to get crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I found um, the easy life is the least rewarding life. And uh, there's a lot of adventure for us, a lot of, a lot of high calling, and so... I'm super pumped to be here. We've been in our uh, Come What May series and uh, living a resilient life. Um, and uh, has anybody heard the new song, Come What May? I think we launched it out on Spotify a couple weeks ago. I think there's already like 80,000 um, monthly listeners. And I mean, it's blowing up. And and we have a lot of people that work in the music industry that have been really drawn to um, awaken music because not not just the quality of the sound, but the quality of the the song. And listen, listen, God needs songs that inspire and put life on the inside of you. And um, we don't just sing because, you know, that's kind of what the church does these days, but we feel like God has put a message in our heart and, and we release it, um, through, through song. So I'd encourage you to get into that and get the word of God into you through the, what you listen to. And, um, and so we're just loving this come what may series. And, and so to be honest, this is the first message I preached this year and, uh, which is kind of cool that it would be in Salt Lake city. And it's kind of a new year, so, you know, I kind of didn't want to bring up some retread message from, you know, last year or the year before. And there were some good ones, though, you know, I felt like. Salty in Salt Lake City. That might have been the high water mark of all of last year for me. And because if you know anything about being a a preacher, it's, it's really not the message you prepare. It's the people you get to minister to. 
extraordinary people will pull stuff out of you you've never said before. And so every time I come to Salt Lake City, I say something I've never said before. And I feel like tonight will be, today will be no different. But I want you to know something. Um, as at Awaken, we're all going through the one-year Bible together. Did anybody jump on that journey? If you missed the memo, uh, we're in and, and jump on board. And we have the Bibles out there that you can get. And, and I've been going through it. And it is our, my wife and I and our, uh, have been going through it. And, and all of our Pathfinders community have been going through it. And, um, and it's just been life-changing, life-altering. Like I feel like there's been stuff I've read that I've probably read 30, 40 times. And I, I just like, I, where's that been? I've never seen that before. And, and I want you to know, I didn't bring my preaching Bible here. This is my reading Bible. I'm not going to open it. I just wanted to share it with you that I, I don't read the Bible to preach. I read the Bible to live. I read the Bible to encounter God. And I read the Bible to be a great father and a great husband, a great business owner, a great leader. That's what, that's what this is about. And, and so I'd encourage you, this is the most important thing you'll ever get inside of you is the word of God. And, amen. So, uh, but I do have a little bit of a message for today. And you know what's cool about it, though, is uh, it's the first time, if, if, you've, if you've ever done any connect leading or, or ministering and preparing messages, anytime you get into the Bible, the first thing you do is think, oh, that'll preach. I could use that. Oh, shoot, that's an incredible revelation. I can't wait to share that. And, but this has been a real fresh season for me where I'm like haven't been looking through the lens of ministry. I've been looking through the lens of spending time with God. And, and if you get anything from this morning, get that, that there's just a fresh grace on this hour we're in to spend time with God. And, and so it was funny because I haven't even been thinking about ministering. I've just been thinking about spending time with God. And, and so yesterday came around, and I was like, I'm running out of time. I probably need to start preparing a message, you know. And uh, we're out looking at houses. We were up at the promontory getting our mind blown up there. And can't unsee what we saw yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and, you know, we've been in town for this last week. Our son was, has been uh, on trial with the Real Salt Lake uh, MLS club and super, super proud of him. Incredible week, man. Incredible week. What an honor and so much learning and, and, uh, and he's been working his butt off and I've been fasting all week for like success and winning. And so if you notice, I look, you know, nice and trim and in this last season I have, I've lost about 20 pounds. The problem is 18 of those have come off my legs. What's worse is I'm about to probably put 10 more on, and for some reason, none of them will go to my legs. <laughs> Help me understand that. It's like a net gain. A gross loss and a net gain. Anyway, sorry, my business mind is processing. <laughs> um, but, you know, driving home yesterday... I just immediately, um, I love my wife so much, and I just immediately begin to kind of hear what God wanted to say. And, um, but before I get into the Word of God, I wanted to share 
maybe the next most powerful thing you're going to hear today. We've been staying at an Airbnb. Anybody, anybody into that thing? Airbnb? And on the walls of this Airbnb are all these inspirational sayings. I counted them. There's so many. I, I've stayed at a lot of different places, but I have never seen, I think, the theme of the whole Airbnb is inspiration. There were 63 different <laughs> motivational sayings in our Airbnb. Yeah, I know. And so I decided, what's the top 10? And I asked our kids, you need, and, and Melissa, you need to share, share the number one thing that inspired you out of the 63. So you ready, before we get into the word, are you ready for the top 10 most inspirational sayings at our Airbnb? Life-changing. Life-altering. Number one. Some of these are funny. Some of these are not. Don't look back. You're not going that way. I like this one, little Dr. Seuss. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. Yes, we haven't um, banned Dr. Seuss here at Awaken. Okay. This isn't Awoken, church. Just, just real careful. Make, make sure you know you're in the right place. It's not Awoken, church. It's Awaken, church. Hallelujah. I like this one. With my whole heart for my whole life. Okay. Okay, that'll work. I might even have to fit that in a little later. That's powerful. This is good. Faith makes things possible, not easy. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I thought if it was God's will, it would just have worked out. No, no, maybe he needs to work something in you so it will work out. If it was his will and it was easy and you got there, you wouldn't be ready for it. Come on, Joseph. The plans and the call of God were so big, he needed to take you through some pain. <laughs> he needed to process you and make you ready for something giant. Oh, I'm believing for something giant, but the moment it gets hard, it must, be not, must not be God's will. Oh, yeah. This is just the Airbnb. This is just the Airbnb. Try walking by that. Every time you go to the bathroom, it's like, crap. That's what it's been like. Okay. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Yep, yep, yep. Now I ask the kids, what was your favorite? Josiah's was this. Dreams don't work unless you do. Boys been putting work in too. Mm-hmm. Big dreams, big work. Let me say that again. Big dreams, big work. I think sometimes we don't want to hear that. I just want to come to the altar and have somebody pray for me, and then it's all done. No, no, no. Big dreams, big prayer, plus big work. In fact, maybe that's a formula. Big work plus big faith equals big dreams. 
Yep. I like this 11. Hey, just so you know, there is a 9 o'clock, though. Like, if you couldn't find a seat, we have another service. I'd probably come to this one, too, but anyway, you know. Uh, This is our daughter, Bethany, who likes to be referred to as our single greatest accomplishment. She found the sign that said, please forgive me for what I said when I was hangry. Melissa, of course, chose two. Yes. I like this one. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Let's go, babe. And then you can never have too much happy. Boy, is that you. And then this is mine. And I wouldn't tell Melissa what it was. So I need you to stand up as I share it with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up, babe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stand up. Give it up for my gorgeous wife. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. Because I'm going to tell this to your face. If I had my whole life to do over again, I would have met you sooner so I could love you longer. Oh, oh, never underestimate the power of an Airbnb stay. I should be like their spokesman. I'll get your place rented. (laughs) You guys ready? Uh, Let's get into the word of God and and, uh, the word that God has given prophetically is called levels. And I feel like we're already moving up a notch personally as a church, corporately. Um, That's part of the call. It's an upward call, by the way. It's not a downward call. It's not an outward call. Ooh, it's getting dark out there. I better hide in a cave. I better find a safe place and move to a city that's not difficult to live in. I might, you're tracking with me, like, like, it's an upward call into influence, into the spheres that matter. Like, we, we lead the Pathfinders ministry. Oh, my gosh. I'm just telling you. It, does anybody here not know what Awakened Pathfinders is? Any, anybody? You need to know. Okay, so, real quick, like, we feel the high call of God for us has been business, not just preaching and wearing scarves and looking sharp. It's pretty fresh. I'm thinking if I sweat. But uh, we actually feel like God calls people to more places than just the mission field. Now, I love missions. And even as Awakened, we do all kinds of great mission work. Okay. But I don't know about you, I've been around church and religion a little bit, and I remember a season where the more you hated it, the more God was glorified. And the more your miserable your life was, somehow God was pleased with your sacrifice, brother. And I remember you didn't even want to say where you didn't want to go, because he might hear it and call you there. 
Oh, anybody been there? <laughs> yep. Yep. You got to learn something through your pain and suffering. No, I've learned that I can follow my dreams and there's plenty of pain to learn from. <laughs> I don't need to do something I despise for God for him to be pleased with me. <laughs> so, uh, Pathfinders, is, we exist to awaken the marketplace leaders. You know, Dr. Billy Graham, who just passed away um, in this last year, he, he said one of the next great moves of God was going to happen in the marketplace. And Dr. Youngie Cho passed away um, eight days before my birthday, September uh, 14th, 2021, this last year. Built a million-member church in South Korea raised between somewhere between 10 and 30,000 millionaires in his church. Like, like the, the, the level of influence, they owned the largest paper in Korea. They, they took over every sphere of culture to influence the nation for the kingdom of God. And so at, at Pathfinders, we believe God calls people into government. Our son is a United States, States Marine. He's never felt more alive. Aren't you glad we didn't say, oh, poor Jacob. You can't serve God in the Marine Corps. You need to go to China or Bosnia. Do something, you know. Remember Eric Liddell, Chariots of Fire? He's like, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. When I'm doing athletics, I feel like God, I'm doing what God created me for. So we love government. Our daughter wants to be a defense attorney. Okay. So then we also believe in arts and entertainment and athletics. Our, our other son wants to be a pro soccer player. He's on his way. Yeah. Let me say this. On the way to going pro, do you think that's going to be an easy road? <laughs> it's not going to be easy. We're not into easy. Easy is not rewarding. We believe God calls people into media education. One of the greatest things that we will witness with our eyes in the next 10 years is the complete disruption of the education space. It will be turned on its head. It will be turned on its head. It will be turned on its head. Listen to me. There's a new term we like to throw out there. It's called uberification. You know what uberification means? It's what happened to the taxi cab industry. Uber did. It was uberified. That means something that was done the same way for decades and decades and decades and decades was completely turned on its head, and it will never be done the same way. When's the last time you jumped in a taxi? Yeah, we have a whole generation that doesn't even know what a taxi is. That's what happens when you've been uberified. And edu the education space... The government-run indoctrination space is about to be completely turned on its head. Oh, yeah. We love teachers. We love educators. We love our children. Thank you. We will raise our children, and we will determine what's best for our children, and we will build education systems that represent cutting edge, innovation. It's not just what's taught, it's the way it's taught. And so it's very exciting to be a part of 
God calling people into spheres of culture that he wants to influence. Track it with me. Track them. And then we happen to actually believe God calls people into business as well. Uh, Ten years ago when we moved to Awaken, we had a small little business. We'd had it for six years. It was doing about five million a year. We got into the Awaken culture. This last year we did 50 million. Um, Yep. And we are growing, scaling, leveling up, leveling up by the grace of God. And and you know, we, we've already made enough for ourselves, but let me tell you something about the kingdom of God. It's never about you. In fact, the reason you need to level up is who's waiting for you to go up. Who's on the other side? Who's on the other side? Who's on the, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's not about you. But if you stay small, how much can you do? How much can you help? How much of a difference can you make if you stay where you are and you stay small? Who's waiting for you to grow? Who's waiting for you to expand? And that's the thing I love about God is you never have an excuse to stop growing. You never have an excuse to plateau. We actually have a responsibility to prosper. Because prosperity is not about how much I have. Prosperity is about how much good we can do. Okay, okay, we got we got we. Hey, that's what happens at an Airbnb in... Uh, American Fork. (laughs) All right, let's read the word. Please hear me. Get this in you. Don't let me share what you need to be reading. I'm going to share some stuff that's inspiring and powerful for today so that you can level up, so that I can level up, so that we can level up, because God's called us up but I want us to get this in us, okay? So we're going to start in uh, 3 John 1-2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Good? Yeah, all these things, growth, increase, disruption, marketplace domination, taking over the world, they're great, man. But if your soul is bankrupt... It doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. In fact, the more money that's in your bank account, the more dangerous you are if your soul is broke. And I want us to understand here, you know, we're after your soul. We're after God. God wants your heart to be healthy. You know, you know it's very true. There's a true concept that for every 50 people that can handle adversity or hardship or difficulty, Only one can handle prosperity. Prosperity is 50 times more difficult to deal with than adversity. You know why? Because adversity keeps you humble by nature. I need God. Oh, do I need God. I need help. I need advice. I need a friend. Prosperity is like, I got this. That's why we have to get prosperity in our soul before we get prosperity in our circumstances. Your circumstances can never outweigh the level of your soul. And if you want your circumstances to level up, get your soul level. Get your soul level. Get the word in you. Get the word in your heart. Get the word in your mind. Okay. Next is 1 John 3, 1. And this is important because we're going to get into a, 
a couple points. I don't know if we can get through all five points. Maybe we'll do three today. The word is level. So there's an L, an E, a V, an E, and an L. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to use the L, the E, and the V. It'll be like a mirror. So what I say at the beginning, just use it at the end. I know. It's Salt Lake City, man. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. See how much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. And that is what we are. The people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Ephesians 2.10, you and I are created. You, you and I are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, great works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. It's a life verse for us, life verse, created in the image of God for good works, good plans. This is another one that we must get, 2 Peter 1.3, by his divine power, God's given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And then finally, the Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. I wanted to get those here, and then they'll make sense in the context of this message. Are you ready to level up? Are you ready to level up? Okay. So the L that we're going to hit on, the first point in leveling up, is your lenses. Your lenses. Your lenses determine not just what you see, but they determine determine your perceptions of what you see. Tracking with me. The number one lens you and I need if we're going to level up is we need to see who God really is. We need to see God for his true nature. He's a good, good God. He's a good father. He's powerful. He's potent. He's in a good mood. He's not grumpy. He's not mad at you. He's for you. He's relentlessly after your best. He's a father who will pay any price for you. How do we know this? He did it. Yeah. He, put, he didn't just put his money where his mouth was. He put his son where his mouth was. You weren't bought with silver and gold, okay? You weren't, you weren't paid for with silver and gold. You were paid for with the precious blood of Christ. That means you need to have a lens adjustment that realizes you have a father that will go to any length for you. And listen, he paid for you before you were all figured out, before you were all straightened out, before your life was working. He paid for you when you were, you know what When we were broken, he bought us so that we could work again. Let me tell you some other things about God. He's providential. He moves on not just personal scales. He moves on national scales. This isn't the first nation he's fixed. This isn't the first wicked regime he's drowned in a sea. Listen, he knows how to deal. He dealt with Hitler. He dealt with Pharaoh. He can deal with anything and anyone. He's the, he holds the universe together. I promise you tomorrow, you will wake up and you will see the sun again. 
This is a God who is capable of keeping very intimate yet large things together. He's providential. And you need to see that lens. You have to have a lens that he's a big God, a capable God, and a good God. Who doesn't just have the ability to move on a personal scale, but also on a macro scale. And what's beautiful about the season we're in right now is we're in a macro season where God is leveling up the power of the church, but he's also leveling up your life. And when your life levels up and gets connected to what God's doing in the church right now, we become potent. Got me. Is this okay? I hear this is 11 o'clock. Okay. The second thing that Lens-wise, we need adjustments in is the way we see ourselves. Yeah. You see, remember that scripture, you're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for great works. You, you and I are the only part of creation that's made in his image. He made us good. He made us functional. He made us to work. He made us excellent. He made us creative. He made us hopeful. He made us potent. He, made us, he put dreams in our, listen, these are things that are from him. I know we get off track. Listen, all of us have gotten off track, okay? But you see, that's why he bought us is to bring us back into, back onto track. No engineer wants his product to be dysfunctional, okay? So he creates us in his likeness to do great things for him, gives us an assignment, gives us plans. But then problems come and we get derailed. So then he buys us back. Listen, he didn't buy you just for heaven. He bought you to work here. But if you have lenses that think, I will only ever be whole in heaven. I will only ever be able to fill the dreams of God. No, 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 no. You were put here on the planet for an assignment. And he bought you out of dysfunction so that you can not just be forgiven, function. And your lens adjustment needs to be, I am created to function here. My marriage can work here. My business can work here. I can own a home at 27 here. I can, I, I can make a difference here. My life can matter here. Are you tracking with me? I'm not just sucking it up until I get to heaven. I hope he comes and raptures us because I just hate this evil world. No, God, give me courage and strength to be a light in this world. Come on. It does. And, and I feel like we need a lens adjustment. I'm not waiting for the world to get better for me to finally take my place. The darker the world is, the more light is required. We have been engineered as children of light. So if our light is dim, it needs an adjustment. It needs, it needs a, you're tracking with me. Anybody use a little adjustment in here? The way you see God, the way you see yourself. Maybe the way you see circumstances around you. Are you hopeless? Hopeless means there's nothing I can do about it. You know the pandemic of the day is hopelessness and despair? The greatest lens adjustment that's here right now is an adjustment of hope. That I'm not, listen, number one, God's still in the game. And guess what? 
so am I. I'm more dangerous than I thought, more capable than I thought, built for more than I thought. I'm no longer going to underutilize what God engineered for greatness. I'm engineered for great works. It's actually pride. It's pride to stay small. It's pride. It's humble to be great. It's humble to rise. It's humble to level up. The real enemy of, of leveling up is self-orientation. I'm going to stay small. I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to stay comfortable. I'm going to look after me. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is a life laid down to serve him and to serve others. And I can't serve a lot of people if I stay small, if I stay broke, if I stay broken, dysfunctional, insecure. I can't help a lot of people with my insecurity issues. A confident me can do a lot of good, even at 5'9 with my skinny legs. Oh yeah. I'll take five nine, skinny legs, and confident over six six, nice hairline, and insecure. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Confidence is the real sexy. Confidence is the real sexy. There's nothing that shouts insecure like selfishness. Self-orientation, all about moi, narcissist. We all got a little narcissist in us. We're all looking after us. But see, the way to greatness, the way to level up is laying down my life, aligning my lenses to see him and to see how he made me, and then surrendering to my assignments. Got me? Okay, hallelujah. They're sending the keys up. They're sending the keys up. Either revival's going to break out or I'm going to have to. No, I'm, listen, listen. You want to know where revival breaks out? Connect group. <laughs> I'm just telling you. We're a Connect Church. Speaking of Dr. Youngie Cho, you know how he built the largest church in the world? Through cell groups, Connect groups, small communities where leaders can have a voice, where you're not just being preached at, but you're actually collaborating and dreaming and talking around your issues and realizing you're not the only person who struggles with insecurity, okay? You're not the only person with skinny legs out there. You're, there's another guy that's wrestling with you like you. you know, you're, you're tracking. And what I've found in connect groups is it's not the rah-rah highlight reel that really gets me through. It's dealing with my editing room stuff that I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't post about, you know what I mean, that maybe only one person knows about. But my, my community, my community group, my connect group is where I do life. So we won't even let you have revival in here because we gotta, ha- we gotta, sh- we know what happens in. We can't have you thinking that Sunday's where it's at. Sunday's just a little bit of the puzzle. Okay, uh, the E. <laughs> See why we don't have five today. 
The E is, it's expensive to level up. To level up. In other words, to go someplace you're not costs you where you are. And there are parts about where you are that you really don't want to give up because they're comfortable, they're familiar. You, you can't have both the next level and familiar. You have to choose which one you want. I say we choose unfamiliar, uncomfortable, even pain, even misunderstanding, even if it means failure, even if it means it doesn't work the first time, even if it means they say no, even if they turn me down, even if I don't get in. I don't care. I don't care. I can't stay here anymore. I can't stay here. That's the only thing I can't handle. Stuck. But it's expensive to level up. You know, the definition of passion isn't a highly motivated five foot nine bald guy with a scarf. (laughs) The definition of passion is actually the price you're willing to pay for something. Ooh. So if you're really passionate, that means you have found something that you're willing to pay to get into. That's why what Jesus did is so crazy. That's why they actually call it Passion Week. If you know, if you grew up Catholic at all, <laughs> I went to Catholic high school, and uh, you, you, you learn all about Passion Week, which is the week he went to the cross. In other words, he saw the value, remember the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He saw the value on the other side of a price he was going to pay because he wanted to redeem you and I back into what he originally engineered us to be. And the only way to get you back was to go to the cross. They called that Passion Week because he was willing to pay any price for you and I. You want to know the greatest way to honor the greatest price ever paid was to not let one drop of his blood be wasted on you. Let it touch every area of your life. Let nothing go unrestored. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. There's a V and we're going to finish on this V. Okay, so lens adjustment, right? Seeing God right. Seeing myself right seeing my circumstances right there's an expense there's a price that was paid for me be it far from me that I wouldn't access all that was paid for me the fullness of the account of restoration that was paid for me it would be crazy for me to not access that okay there was a but also I have a price to pay I can't continue to stay safe and small and level up and the upward call is calling me up so what's my price and you'll know Don't worry about the price you need to pay at the next level. Worry about the price you need to pay at this level. Might be a relationship, might be this, might be that, might be walking away from something, might be stepping into something, might be more work, might be more time, might be more energy. I don't know, you know. What's the price tag? Where's your passion? Listen, listen. No leader, no connect leader, no pastor, no coach can want it more than you do. They can't want it for you. They can't just love your potential. You have to want it. You do. No matter how much they love you. I'm sorry, mama can't pay the price. You pay it. It's your pot. It's your ticket. Honestly, 
You don't want anybody to pay the price for you. The most rewarding thing is not even getting there. The most rewarding thing is the price you paid. Can't preach this in San Diego. They're just not ready for this, man. <laughs> okay, finally, we're going we're gonna to land this thing. Okay, we're going to land it right here. We're going to land it on the V, which is value. Now, I got this nice gold ring my finger, which has also fallen off because I lost some weight in my fingers and my, yeah, I know. It's frustrating. I know. Um, but it's, it's 24 karat gold. It was a gift. And I started learning about precious metals. Okay. And precious metals become precious through process. So intrinsically, all of us are precious. All of us are valuable. But the way that value is drawn out of you is through process. So 18 karat gold, I come to find out, has been processed to a point of 75% pure. That means it's been through fire, been through fire, been through fire, been through fire, scraped off the dross, all the bad residue that gets put, that comes out of you when you're tested, processed, offended. Wait a minute, I thought offense was bad. No, offense was actually good for you because it had some issues in your heart that could not have been brought up if you weren't offended. And you thought, like, I'm just telling you, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me is pain and offense. Because it brings stuff out of me that can't handle value. Value, V is the value. If you want to level up, you got to level up your value. If you're offendable, you're not that valuable. (laughs) I promise you this, offenses will come. The higher level you go, the more they're coming. Are you going to let offense take you out? Offense is your friend. Pain is your friend. Can I preach to people who want to level up? Because there's only one way up. And it's through process. Okay. It says that the silver has to be refined seven times before it's ready for the silversmith before it's ready to be turned into something useful. So what if I say, you know what? I've had four, four refineries now. I'm, I just can't handle anymore. Um, okay, then stay 18 karat. I'm not saying you're not valuable. I'm not saying you don't have potential, but potential's a dirt, potential's an extraordinary word when you're 14, 15. But when you're 34, I don't, I don't want to have potential no more. Like, like I want to realize potential. <laughs> but the only way to realize potential is through process. <laughs> I got to be done. Uh, listen, lens adjustment, lens adjustment. God's good. He's for you. He's big. He's powerful. He made you to work. Even if you're not working, he made you to work. Lens adjustment, lens adjustment. You're no longer your biggest enemy. You're your biggest friend, okay? Pastor Matt, I'm going to have you come up and close this down. Okay, uh, but uh, the, the E, expensive. A high price was paid for you and I. We also have a high price to pay if we want to level up. We, want, we have to level up. We can't stay where we are. We can't stay where we are. The greatest regret you'll ever have in life is that you stayed where you are. You interview people in retirement communities and they'll say, oh man, the thing I regret is the thing I didn't do. Played it safe. I have regret. Don't play it safe. 
And then the V is the value. Your value is only gonna go up through process. Have you been saying because it got hard, this must not be God? God called me to do something great. It's hard. Oh shoot, must not be God's will. What if God's will was hard? And he actually wanted to put something inside of you so that you could get through what was difficult. What's better, that you got there or that you became somebody? I don't know, both. You don't want either without the other. But God won't let you have the promise without the process. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.